What's up, wrestling fans? Ah, it's that time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607TWS. Not live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast, but we are in podcast form. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. And also, as adding to the list of knots, we are not in the 8122 production studios. Instead, we are in the ODPH podcast studios. Yes, we are. Due to Mother Nature being a bitch. Uh, power. <laughs> power outage because of thunderstorm and that is why there is no live stream that is also why uh we are in the separate location than we normally are but that's okay you still get a show we still get to talk wrestling of course i am one of your hosts here on six Seven podcast and of course my name is rich and i'm also the host of three fenders podcast see i should add that in it's throwing me off my cadence is all off ken M. i know cadence is all off and of course uh, as you just heard the man that is also my co-chair here, but you better know him as the host of the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour podcast, better known as the ODPH. Talking to him. 607 Podcast fam, what's happening? What's going on? What is good? I hope you're not getting affected by any lightning tonight like we are. Yeah. Damn, that was a freaking storm. Yes, yes, it was. A, it's a, it's, it, was a, it was crazy. Uh, we were doing the Three Fat Nerds podcast, and the uh, lights and power went out, and uh, then we finished it on the Yeti. Thankfully, we have that Yeti, the Yeti. That, we, that we use when we're out of uh, town. So at least we were able to finish the podcast, but it, it was crazy. We were also uh, doing it in a dark studio via the flashlights of our phone. So I uh, hope everybody's safe and sound, but... Most importantly, we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. He made sure he came all the way down here, fresh from the drive-thru of McDonald's. Also, fresh from the X and the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City. Hasn't changed the comments yet, has it? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the the owner of Excite Wrestling, my friend, Ken's friend, everyone's friend, Johnny Moose. Oh, hey. Hey. I'm really upset. I thought I was going to see a shooting at the McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting. I'm a patient guy. I knew I had a podcast, but I also knew we weren't going live, so I figured I'd get a little extra time. And then, uh, you know, the, the person in front of me, taking a while. person behind me, pissed off, starts honking their horn. The lady in front of me probably thinks it's me, and I'm just sitting there going, where are these guys going to get shot? I wonder if you get shot tonight. But I didn't. Oh, Sadly, that, didn't get shot today. Well, thankfully you didn't get shot, and thankfully you're here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Uh, the basement. I have to ask you about the address every time because you know there's 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 other places that look similar to this, and every, my biggest fear is I'm just going to walk into some random place and get shot. This, this is a not theme. In this neighborhood. You're not yeah, going to get no, shot. Yeah, not, not in this. Neighborhood. Not, you're going to scare listen. the shit out of somebody. Yeah, you, you know. yeah, not in this neck of the woods. I'm just saying, anybody can have a gun, you well, know. I mean, this this neighborhood's a it's a pretty progressive neighborhood. It's very quiet. I, I'm I'm not saying that nobody around here owns guns. I'm just saying <laughs> this is you're, you're less likely to get shot in this neighborhood. However, you'll probably make some older lady have a fucking heart attack if you yeah. show up. Well, yeah, house. yeah, I don't want to do that. And I mean, listen, I work where there's uh, you know gunfire on a semi regular basis, so I guess I'm used to it. Oh, there you go, secondhand. It's 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 just there. Yeah. 
Well, with that being said, uh, it's nice that uh, Johnny Moose comes and uh, visits us every occasionally. Of course, uh, later we are going to be covering all, all that is Excite News because Excite's got a big event coming up this upcoming Saturday from uh, the X at the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City. Also, it will be live on Twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, of course, that is Excite with an X. We'll yes. make sure we, we have this covered in the liner notes and everything else for everybody. Yeah, we don't know how to spell it, Excite. Well, no, it's, it's perfect. I, I like the X. The, you know, get rid of the E. Get the, f- get the E out. You, so, know, you know, get the F out was a better campaign. Yeah, get it was. Get the E out. We already diverted from wrestling to gunshots. You know, I, I, I didn't read the article because I don't like to read... But apparently on Yahoo, they're saying that uh, pro-Russian war people are using a Z, a Z to to show that they they appreciate war with Russia or whatever. Again, I didn't read the article, so that might not be what it says at all. But pretty much, and I'm like, that was so close to being an X where then I can't, and then I'm going to be a real jerk because I'm going to still use the X on everything. So, I just get you more Just so close. X, Y, Z. I was like two letters away from being pro-Russia war. Wow. I know. He's, he's always on the line there. Yeah. But we got a lot to talk about. Of course, uh, later in the show, we'll also be discussing the upcoming uh, GCW week. Well, not even weekend. It's just one show in Atlanta, which is unusual that we've been used to just full-on weekends. We'll also... Uh, Ticking t- time bomb. We'll also be covering. We'll also be covering news from around the world of wrestling, including WWE, Ring of Honor. Uh, of course, that'll be big. Some big news. We're going to start off the show, of course, by covering and reviewing AEW's Revolution, and of course, we'll also be talking about Impact Sacrifice, which also went down this past weekend as well. But before we get there, Ken M, tell the fine folks how to contact you in the ODPH if they have any problems or inquiries. Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on our social media accounts. We're all right there. We like to. Talk Talk wrestling amongst other topics. Check out Parley Point's new blogs dropping this week, including a brand new blogs count anywhere. The T Public Store sale going on this week as well. All that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. And of course, for everything Three Fats Nerds, you can go and find us at 8122productions.com. We also have a link to our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. On top of that, we also have our link to the T Public Store, all the social media links. Find out about Horror Zone 607, which is back after almost two, two yeah. Yes. Uh, month hiatus. Uh, so we've got a new episode out now anywhere you get great podcasts. Of course, uh, Three Fenders podcast will be dropping tomorrow. We'll review The Batman. Oh, can't uh, wait to We had that. a lot of fun. If you're, if you're a patron, you'll have that tonight. Unfortunately, I couldn't do it after right after because you know, power outages. Mm-hmm. But uh, for everything else, then, 8122productions.com. Of course, find us on social media. It's easy. It's Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw a at in front of you if you have to. And booyah kasha. We're right there. But um, can I... Can I? Uh, Would you like to plug here? away? Well, plug first, away. We're, two things. One, I obviously don't do enough of whatever you guys are doing because you can go to excitewrestling.com slash tickets, buy tickets, front rows sold out, GAs available. Uh, you buy the GAs now because they're $15. You buy them at the door, $20. They go up day of show because that's what you do when you're promoting shows. They go up higher. So you buy them now, they're cheaper. But... If you buy buy four get a fifth three, you're getting an even bigger discounts. It's like twelve fifty a ticket instead of fifteen dollars a ticket instead of twenty dollars a ticket. You can get them now. Can't buy front row. You missed your chance. You had the chance. You didn't get it. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Excite Wrestling. You know, Facebook, Excite Face, Wrestling Facebook on Facebook. Dot com slash Facebook at Excite Face, Wrestling on Twitter. That yeah at yeah that at too. Excite Wrestling on on Instagram. Yep, I don't I don't ever do that. Somebody does that for right, me. Right. I don't I'm do that. You know. On yeah. TikTok, 
TikTok, there's, we've never posted anything. I made the TikTok and I've never posted anything. I actually made a video of me. Nobody's ever seen it. I didn't put it up, but it exists. If you know Moose, you know there's a lot of videos yeah. I've never seen the light of day. <laughs> wow. That, it's, it's cutting a little close to the bone. A little uh, close to the bone. Uh, but the other thing is, I didn't get the call about the Batman review. I was there with you. I, I could have gave you a different uh, opinion on the Batman. You guys like, this is the greatest Batman ever. This might be the greatest uh, action uh, comic book movie ever. Better than Logan. Oh, boy. Oh. Here we go. She literally took the cross and turned it into an X, and it breaks my heart. <laughs> that didn't happen in the Batman. No, it didn't. I'm just saying. That's okay. That's my review. So, That's so, my review so, of Batman. So, sometime we'll have you on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, so you can you can talk all things nerd. But, oh, okay, I'm a big nerd on stuff. You know, Amy Fisher is that a nerdum thing? Is that a nerd? I don't know. Maybe. Long Island crazy chicks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's more true crime podcast. We we can hook you up with some people for that as well. But yes. with that being said, we have to keep the wheels on. We I'm promised sorry. we promised your wife that you would be home at a yeah, reasonable no, hour. No, I gotta, I get, so therefore we need to get the balls rolling. We got a ton to talk about in the wrestling world. So Ken, I do believe it's your favorite time of the show because Okay, there you go. It's time to start the show, and we're going to start the show, of course, with All Elite Wrestling and uh, talking about AEW Revolution to start with, and we'll kind of parlay that into, uh, pun intended, by the way. I like, uh, it. I like we're it. We're going to parlay that into uh, everything else going on in the world of All Elite Wrestling. So let's talk about AEW Revolution, which went down last night as we record, uh, of course, from Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it it, it was a, it was a ruckus crowd. It looked uh, nice and uh, home field turf there in Florida. So let's dive in. Let's start with the pre-show uh, opening contest. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch defeated Chris Statlander nine minutes and fifty seconds. Ken, what was your thoughts? Not really surprised by it. Actually, kind of called that on Blogs County, where I thought that this was going to extend that feud. They have done a decent job about building this up. I mean, they they haven't got a lot of screen time per se. As compared to the other feuds, but they've been doing some nice work here, and this one I, I don't mind seeing get ran one more time. Absolutely. Uh, did you watch the show, Johnny? No. That's okay. Yeah, no. you, anytime you feel free, you want to jump in, go ahead. Listen, I, I got the call from Ken. Ken, hey, come on over. Watch the show, right? Uh, uh, Steve, who pretty much should run Excite Wrestling because he would actually get stuff done. Hey, come on over. Watch the show. I'm, I'm an adult, and I know you guys are adults too, but... I, I'm an adult with a, a, a needy wife and a, an eight-year-old child. I can't be out to midnight watching a wrestling show on a school night. That's not how it works. I got I got to do DMV stuff the next day. It's a miserable day, and and being out till uh, midnight, and then coming home and dealing with the wife, going, "Why are you coming home at twelve fifteen? Because the the I don't know. Because Sting had to dive off a balcony." That's why. <laughs> so unless they start moving these back to Saturday, which actually I kind of like the Saturday pay-per-view. Agreed. I'm agreeing good. with you, agreeing agreeing with you with about you. that. Uh, you know, I got to be an adult sometimes. I agree with her. Uh, not that I, everybody's not complaint. an adult. But. My, my biggest complaint is that it's on Sunday. Sunday's if, ruining my day. If you're yeah. going to do a five-hour show that's not called WrestleMania, that's pretty ballsy on a Sunday. That's, that's just my personal opinion. Oh, just wait for All Out. Yeah. <sighs> Well, at least WrestleMania went to two days. We're kind yeah. of down a little bit. Uh, so next up on the dark, uh, on the pre-show, sorry, uh, we had Hook defeat QT Marshall by submission in five minutes. Uh, you know, hey, no surprises here. Yeah, no shock here. I mean, the homegrown talent of the AEW rises again. 
And in the main of, oh, sorry, you got some question to my wrestling nerds. Sure. Okay. Who will be first? Cody Rhodes. <laughs> if he comes back, it's got to be in his. Well, contract. let me rephrase it. The Rhodes lander will beat him. Well, I mean, let's assume, let's go on current roster in, in case he's not coming back. Who knows? Of course, the jury's still out. Uh, you know, I think that they, I think they're missing a big opportunity if they don't do a little bit of a feud between. I mentioned it last night, Hook and uh, Red Death, Daniel Garcia. Why not? Uh, similar body styles, similar wrestling styles. I think that could be a good feud. You could do a best of seven. That'd be a great way to give a first loss and do a best of seven or something. What they should do at this stage, they have enough talent there to do a real cruiserweight division. And that's where you should put Hook in, Daniel Garcia, Darby Allen. You have the talent right there, and I think you can definitely do some stuff there. They Okay, there's nobody telling them, don't do that. And they need that. And oh, yeah. the idea of doing a cruiserweight division where they will do so many things to kill a show that make zero logical sense, sounds like a... It, I get where it sounds like a horrible idea from someone trying to watch it and focus and not have his head explode. Yeah, I agree with you there. I But, you know, it, it is logical, at least in a way, to get something for those, the smaller guys to do. But, once again... I mean, we'll we'll talk about it on the main roster. We had we had a sixty two year old taking a dive yeah. off of a, off of a balcony, but and, we'll talk about it later. Honestly, though, you say the smaller guys, but their their number two champion is not a big guy by any means. No, he no. would be he would be a cruiserweight in WWE. He would have been cruiserweight in WCW. Yeah, but you could still have a secondary. Uh, uh, as far as secondary belts go, especially smaller guys, and even the main belt. I mean, Rey Mysterio is a former world champion. So, I mean, you have to look at, depending upon the draw is where you're at. And in WCW, plenty of guys who were WCW Cruiserweight champion became either television champion or United States champion as well. So, yeah, baby. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it dep- once again, it depends on your drawing power. And in, in, in the aspect of Sammy Guevara, I mean, I think he's over enough that, that people can, can actually relate. And logically, it works. Yeah. But here's a cool thing, though. If you have that division, he's a guy who, if you lose the TNT title, he's going to be the headliner of that division easily. You got you just signed Swerve Strickland, which we'll talk about in a minute. And, and, and once again, you know he's a guy that you could put in a division like that and, and really have shine and you get some excitement. And maybe that'd be a good way to balance out some of the crazier stuff that, that we're talking about. But once again, I agree with you. They'd have to get the reins on it. And so far, it's, it's the wild, wild west, baby. True, true. Swerve Shane Strickland, who was in the – First Excite Wrestling Heavyweight Championship Tournament Finals. We'll continue this theme as this show continues. Uh, One of us here was the ring announcer for that. Well, there you go. Uh, There we go. Uh, That's a guy losing money. Well, that's true. That's also true. But that's another story for another day. Uh, next up, we had the final, the, uh, we'll call it the main event of the pre-show, if you will. Uh, House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews defeated Death Triangle Pac, Penta Oscuro, and, uh, of course, Eric Redbeard. Uh, Six-man attack, 17 minutes, 20 seconds. A lot of time for a pre-show match. I appreciated it. I liked it. We got the two big, uh, beefy guys in uh, Eric Redbeard and Brody King going at it. That was fun. Uh, of course, Malachi Black is is a great in-ring talent. I, this should have been on the main card. I could have seen a couple other matches on the main card get bumped to mm-hmm. this position. But, once again, I'm not upset about it. They got a lot of time and a lot of cool storytelling. And at the end of the day, House of Black looking strong coming out of this. The more House of Black, the better. My favorite faction right now in AEW. So much talent there, and they got time to work, and I agree with you. Because I don't understand like what is going on with Death Triangle and like the new Penta and, and that whole gimmick. But they definitely had some time to work. 
and I'm excited to see where we're going from here. Absolutely. Let's start off the main show, and we're open the main show with Eddie Kingston defeating Chris Jericho via submission, Thank 13 God. minutes and 40 seconds. And although I am happy that Eddie Kingston won the match, I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan. We've gone over this mm-hmm. before. I I think that he was the logical person to win, especially since you know Jericho should be putting over other people. Uh, the submission hold he used to win. Hi. I that didn't look like it would have hurt anybody. I have no idea what that move was. I'm unsure as well. Yeah, that was just kind of thrown together, but at least the outcome was the right one. Kingston has been winning over fans there. He is the heart and soul, a la like how Tommy Dreamer was to ECW. Kingston is to AEW, and this is the right move to do. Finally get him put over. Finally get something going with him and see what happens. And you know what? If he starts the new faction with Santana Ortiz, the better. And then you also have to look at the end of this match. Perfect to continue a feud out. Uh, Chris Jericho, who said that if he earned his respect, he would shake his hand, did not shake Eddie Kingston's hand, said he couldn't do it, and walked away. Mm. So it looks like we're going to continue the storyline with Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, which I'm not yeah, I'm not upset about. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it's a good way to get both guys continue to do something in the company. Uh, next up was our first title bout of the evening. And uh, surprise, surprise, we'll just go with it. Jurassic Express and still your AEW Tag Champions as they defeated Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. 18 minutes and 55 seconds, and I know nobody saw this coming. Definitely didn't see this coming. I had Red Dragon winning this thing all day, but the champs retained. Yeah, a little, little roll-up action, one, two, three, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. I think the other two teams were too focused on partnering and then stabbing each other in the back, and it really cost them at the end of the day. I'm actually kind of shocked that they let uh, Jurassic Express go over. Yeah, same here. Did not see that coming a mile away. Got anything for that, Moose? <laughs> that kid is is a handsome guy. I mean, his dad was, you know, a handsome guy too. Jungle Boy? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Young Bucks don't need to win. Red Dragon should win. I don't know. I like the surprise here, though. Honestly, I did like the surprise here, just because if you think about it, everybody was uh, just banking on Jurassic Express dropping the belts. So it was, it was kind of a nice, uh, it was kind of a nice evening of like, oh, that the lot, the thing that everybody thought was going to happen didn't happen. Which I like that in wrestling. Sometimes the best things when shit happens that you don't think is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. A few words. Uh, that's, that's a lie. You'll find that out yeah, later. Exactly. Next up was the, uh, face of the revolution ladder match. By the way, we were under the assumption for some reason that this was for a shot at the AEW world's title and found out during showtime. Cause I guess we just didn't read properly. Cause you would think that when they stack this up, it would be for that. No, no, no. It's for the TNT title. And then they also announced that the winner was get, will get their shot in San Antonio, Texas as part of the St. Patty's day brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Wardlow. What you called it, he wins, defeating Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage, 17 minutes, 20 seconds. Wardlow, though, with the nastiest-looking powerbomb to end the match on Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks may be dead. Yeah. This was the big breakout moment that everybody's been waiting for with Wardlow, that this is going to get that kind of Batista Triple H face turn that... When or Batista won the Rumble and then the big thumbs down and he was going to take him out of Mania. This is what's going to start that, so... Obviously, I've been watching AEW. The fans are now behind him, and we've got to see where we're going from here. Absolutely. Any, any thoughts on Wardlow, Moose? Why were these guys in a ladder match? <laughs> I, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I, that was the first thing I said when we had most of the, the Haas division of AEW in the match. All right, so let, let's look at this logically. You take Keith Lee, 
Keith Lee, who everybody thought didn't get his fair share in WWE, they put him in a tennis skirt, right? I mean, that's how they put him on the main roster. He gets his shot. What does he do? He shot puts a guy. It looks like the most impressive thing in the world. Then for two weeks, you do zero with this guy. Yeah, just promos backstage. And you put him in a ladder match, which inherently handicaps him from doing any of the real cool stuff that he should be able to do. Instead, he's trying to do it with a ladder, which is stupid. Uh, I get it. You want to see the big guys in a ladder match. I'm sure I've put big guys in matches just to see what would happen. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. They want to get Wardlow over. Great. Guess who got hampered by him winning? Keith Lee, right? He's already lost his first match. Three weeks in? Four weeks in? Three weeks in? About a month in. Three three or four weeks. Yeah. I think think it's three. If you're going to establish him as a dominant guy, you don't have him lose. You don't have him lose his first pay-per-view. The whole idea, I, I, I get it, but it's stupid. And this is where we get back into, they need someone. Listen, I know a lot of people like Tony Khan. But they need somebody to to put logic to whatever he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Because if there's no logic, then, yeah, you can have the coolest guys, but now we're playing action figure with our guys here, and that's all we're doing. And, yeah, I get it. They have a... a, a uh, they're, they're trying to get a segment of the population of wrestling fans that are just done. Don't want to do anything with WWE. There's no more Ring of Honor, but there kind of is. Well, now there's uh, Impact is Impact. You're lucky if you can find it on your cable channel. Uh, they're trying to get to that segment of the fans. So they're doing smart angles, and they're booking the talent that people want to see. But unless you're CM Punk right now, unless you're Brian Danielson who I, I assume both of them have a, a good hand in whatever they're doing. It's like the, the kids are doing whatever they want. And you can't do that and be the 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 real alternative to WWE. Yeah, you can sell all the tickets. And yeah, you, you got your first million dollar gate. Cool. And all this good stuff you're doing. But it, it, if you put out a, a product that people that want to watch just cool pro wrestling and don't want to get into the young bucks putting putting on you know fifteen hundred dollar sneakers with thumbtacks on them and things like that yeah you know you gotta rein it in and i want to see him succeed them succeeding makes all pro wrestling better because it makes vince mcmahon better it makes him want to be better he does well with competition but when he sees some of the things that they do he's like this isn't competition. I, I got a, a four billion dollar contract. This isn't. This isn't. This is an annoyance. Hey, I, I agree with you. Yeah. There's, there's nothing, no argument here about that. I, I've been beating that drum for a while now. So mm-hmm. uh, let's move on. Uh, in between, I can't remember which segment it was in between. So we'll just throw it on there. They did bring out Swerve Strickland, not calling him Shane Strickland, calling him specifically Swerve Strickland, uh, and announced that he assigned to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, to which uh, he got the crowd with the uh, Who's House, House Swerve's House, of course. Perfect timing, I will give them this. In Orlando, Florida, which is where the home base for AEW is, but on top of this, Swerve Strickland made a more 
what I should visible name outside of the independence, even though it's still an indie, in MLW, which is also based out of Florida. So it was a perfect place to have him debut because that crowd was hot for him. Uh, you, I don't know if that same reaction happens if you're in, you know, Texas somewhere, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So very smart on them for the booking there. Uh, but we did have the next title fight up next, and it was for the AEW TBS Championship. And uh, just go ahead and say it. And still your AEW TBS Champion, Jade Cargill, as she defeated Ty Conti, 6 minutes, 50 seconds. And uh, Jade came out in her Jade from Mortal Kombat cosplay. Phenomenal. Which we all marked out for. You know, she still is is green, but I'll tell you what, she has the upside of a gigantic star. On the other hand, I, I, I've never really been sold on Ty Conti, and this match, it really wasn't that great. Ty has been better since she's been in AEW than she was in NXT, I will say this. True. However, though, the build for this match was awful, and going into this, it did look like it was quickly thrown together. I don't think this was a great match. I thought Jade, like you touched upon, is a star in the making. And I think for Ty, I, I thought it was a it was an okay match, but it was really nothing rememberable, nothing anything that stood out. It was just kind of like, okay, here's a here's a match. I agree. I agree with that one. Uh, next up was the one that I'm sure we'll all have something to definitely talk about: the dog collar oh, match. Yes. CM Punk defeated MJF 26 minutes 45 seconds. And let's start off by saying the obvious. Uh, the internet melted as CM Punk decided to come out to AFI, Misery Kantara, and he was wearing replicas of his ROH gear to the ring. So Jim Shorts Punk, which I was, as soon as I heard AFI, I was like, he better come out in fucking Jim Shorts. And sure enough, he did. Uh, they did that very well. Also, I, I got to give him a shout out. The, uh, I was, I was kind of critical. I mean, we didn't have time to talk about it cause it happened in the, in, in, in between shows. I was kind of, kind of critical to you about the, uh, busting them open so badly on dynamite worked out to their benefit though, because it only took them a little hard punch to the fucking head, which I caught perfectly to get the gusher going again for this match where he just bled buckets. And, uh, for a dog collar match, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. Very brutal. This is in ring. I want to stress in ring. This was the first time I really think we saw Punk in a, in a light where we're where we were looking for the angsty, angry, you know, old CM Punk in a way in the ring. I still we still haven't gotten that on the microphone, but we've gotten that in the ring in this match. I thought it was a great match. I'm not even upset that uh, MJF lost because I figured that was going to happen anyways. What say you, Ken? This is the best Punk has been since he signed with AEW, without question. The whole presentation, go, taking it back to ROH, was phenomenal. Everybody got very excited because, like we've touched upon here on 607 TWS for months now, the happy-to-be-here punk is not working. And I think that this feud really challenged them because MJF has been absolutely killing him on the microphone, and maybe this lit a small fire under him that he had to go back to those ROH days to get motivated. Now, it was one night, and like you touched upon, we have to see what happens from here next because if he comes out with another happy-to-be-here promo, this was all for nothing. But if this is the start of something better, I'm all here for it. Great match. Uh, I also got to be honest, I, I like the MJF grabbing the mic during the match. Yes. <laughs> to be like, basically be like, hey, how about you quit and let these people down just like you let me down when you quit? To which he said, uh, eat shit to MJF on the mic. I thought it was a fun little spot and uh, something that MJF would do. And of course... Other big news before we kick it over, because Moose didn't see the event. Uh, the way that CM Punk pulled off the victory. Oh. 
was we finally got the turn from Wardlow. Wardlow comes to the ring. Uh, MJF wants the the, the diamond-crusted ring. Mm -hmm. Wardlow's like, oh, I don't have it. I can't find it. And then as soon as Punk hits the go to sleep on MJF, all of a sudden Wardlow goes, oh, wait a minute. I put it in my back pocket. Go figure. I have the ring the whole time. And he looks right at Punk, and he sets the ring right on the ring apron. He goes and walks away. So Punk puts on the ring, sets him up, hits him with the ring, gives him a little bit of his own medicine for the one, two, three. I thought it was a it was a good way to turn Wardlow. Uh, we knew that they were going to go the face route with him, and it sets up a nice little decent feud. Of course, he gets his TNT title shot in a couple weeks, and I don't know. Obviously, uh, it would be cool to see him win because then we could get a title program with MJF in it. But if not, I could see MJF uh, costing him the title and going from there. Uh, Moose, after everything you heard and probably saw on the internet, uh, you got any thoughts on the dog collar match? We're not on Twitch, so when you shake your shoulders, nobody sees it. Well, I'm just so used to being on Twitch. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Uh, you know, everybody's so excited about Punk's music, his little shorts. If he really committed, he would have dyed his hair blonde, but he didn't. He's not committing. He's not, he's not you know. <laughs> so whatever, you know. You know, and, and can we talk about the straight edge thing? I get it. He says he's straight edge, but he has a big tattoo of uh, the Pepsi logo, right? Caffeine is a drug. I, I will I will argue this with anybody. Uh, you know, when I drink Coke, I love Coke. I not the drug. <laughs> I, live, I love how you're you know, uh, not the drop of name. I'm gonna do it anyways. But Joe Gacy once told me. I said, Hey Joe, let's uh, do a shoebox of Coke and find some hookers. That's what I told him. He's like, You can't do it. And I'm like, What do you mean we can't do it? Now I thought he might say like, You're married. I'm in a committed relationship. Who has a shoebox of Coke? We'd have to find it. Where are the hookers? And they're from Bampton. I mean, there's a lot of things that he could have said to not do a shoebox of Coke and find a bunch of hookers. But he said, no, you got to live by the Chris Farley rule. You can either do Coke or you can be fat. You can't be both because you're going to die like Chris Farley. It's a smart way to live. Anyways, I like Coca-Cola Classic. And... Uh, you know, if I drink it, I have to drink the caffeine. Everybody gives me a hard time about caffeine-free Coke. To me, it tastes pretty fairly similar to the regular caffeinated Coke. And uh, if I drink the caffeinated Coke, the next three days I'm very irritable. I get a headache. I'm moody. I'm in a grumpy mood. I get depression. That is a drug right there. So when he says he's straight edge and he's got a thing of Pepsi, I don't buy it again. Not really committing to the cause. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. But I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. As far as the match goes, it's great. It sounds like it was a wonderful, wonderful fight. It sounds like it was great. Uh, <laughs> the finish was good. I, I guess they're done with them, I'm assuming. And we're going to uh, uh, move MJF off to Wardlow, and CM Punk's going to go do whatever CM Punk's going to do, and it's going to be the best part of whatever show that he's on. Um... I think if they were going to extend it, CM Punk probably shouldn't win, but I don't think they're going to extend it. I think we're I think we're done at this point. And you know, you can argue, well, did he Chris Jericho MJF by by beating him? It was his first pinfall loss, keep in mind. True. Uh but at the same time, I don't think so because what the nature of the match was and the turn I, I feel like that they're just going to split them off now, and that's fine. I think it's been the best part of anything AEW for the last six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, however long they've been doing mm. it. Uh, 
Punk didn't get beat once. He got beat twice by him in the same match, which nobody was expecting, especially after they did the the little swerve with the 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 you know you the know restart, where yeah. yep. you know where I saw that the first time that restart uh, 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 that thing, Broome County Veterans Memorial Arena, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. It was a superstars taping. It was the main event of the show. Ric Flair, and to this day, it's still the coolest foreign object uh, uh, shot I've ever seen. So what he did was he he had whatever the, the knucks, which yeah, is yeah. like very much a roll tape that he put around his fist. He punched Savage, who was WWE champion, WWF champion, whatever it was. Yeah. Punched him in the gut, right? He goes down, punches him, and he donkey punched him right in the back of the head, right? And then you think, okay, that's enough. No, he grabs him by the head, and, and then he uppercuts him. It was one of the best, cleanest, and of course, Savage sold it like he was out cold. Oh, yeah, I remember that. One, two, three, Ric Flair wins the WWF title in Binghamton, New York. I'm ecstatic. Like, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he put the, 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 under the gimmick armpit. under yep. his armpit. Referee raised his arm, falls down, DQ. That was the end of the show. Disappointing ending. Very cool finish when it happened. Uh, I know we diverted from CM Punk, but just wanted to throw that story out. Uh, cause it was cool. Still the coolest way to do it. Absolutely. But yeah, I, you, I get it. But you know, you have the two in one night and even if you count, you could count it as one technically as well. So you could have a rubber match down the road if you, if you choose to. So it leaves you open to revisit at some point in juncture. Uh, once again, losing your first pinfall match to CM Punk, who's pretty much booked as the top guy. Is, is not a bad place to be. I mean, really, he is the top guy in the company, yeah. right? Yeah. I know Adam Page has is, is got the title, but he was booked as a loser drunk with the Dark Order, who I love, but since Brody passed away, are not, not the top of the card that they once were. And then they're like, well, I'm going to shoehorn him back into the title position because that, that was my plan since I started the company. That's not how you do things. Again... You need somebody to oversee things. Like, you look at Punk, because I know Punk has a, a good say in whatever he's saying. Same thing with Brian Danielson. Everything they do makes sense. Sometimes, you know, Danielson wants to do more stuff than he needs to. Taking headbutts, all that stuff. Doesn't need to do it, but he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But everything he does makes sense. I don't know. That's my I, opinion. Agreed, agreed upon. Let's move on to the AEW Women's World Championship match. By the way, brand new belt. Yes. Brand new belt. And in the history of AEW, whenever they unveil a new belt, usually we get a new champion. That didn't happen because Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is still your AEW Women's Champion as she defeated Thunder Rosa. And this match got 17 minutes, 25 seconds. And let me just say, I'm going to be the guy that gets the heat. I love Thunder Rosa. And uh, she does very well. Uh, I've never been a huge Britt Baker fan. And it this match, it felt like they were off. It wasn't the classic that their original match was. And mm. I'm not just saying that because there was no blood because I don't, I don't care about that shit. Right. Uh, but I just, I don't know. There's something that felt off for me. But at the end of the day, Britt Baker wins. Kind of surprised about that. We were hearing that Thunder Rosa may or may not be injured. Coming into, there's a big rumor about that. Although she is going to be wrestling this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite. And the winner of that match will be, against Layla Hirsch, the winner of that match will take on Britt Baker the following week in a a title fight, which I think was an interesting uh, dichotomy as well. The setup for that is kind of weird. And and no, and I agree with you. 
I was expecting this to be match of the night, to be honest with you. Because, obviously, we knew a year ago they had a match of the year candidate. Absolutely. And this should have been echoing some of that match. But for whatever reason, they felt off. I agree with you. Like, the t- I don't know, timing wasn't there. Something just was off about this. And I felt that they made the wrong decision by keeping the belt on, on Britt. I think at this stage you had to switch up because now you're left in this weird situation of, okay, who's next? And I think either you're going to try doing like a belt versus belt with Deanna Perrazzo because obviously with the Ring of Honor connection, Mm -hmm. or you have to really do another tournament, kind of like what they're doing now, but that whole eliminator thing that they were saying with Hirsch, who's now apparently the number one contender against Thunder Rosa, who's now number two. Like, However they were kind of stacking this up, it just seems... It, there's no fluidity to it. And if Rosa wins, like let's say she beats Hirsch, and she goes on to get that title shot and she wins, why didn't she just do it at the pay-per-view in front of the bigger audience? Like, yeah, it's That's weird. puzzling. Uh, before we, before I turn it over to Moose, because I definitely want to get his opinion here, my biggest problem right now that, that, that I have, and I've said this for a while about Britt Baker, and this is going to go to, to Moose's logic, and this is, this is how I feel about it, is you have Britt Baker, a heel, mm. who comes out and does a sing-along with DMD, the same way that when Jericho was a heel, he used to let the crowd sing along instead of cutting them off. I'm not a fan of your, once again, reeling somebody in. You're a heel. You should be telling them, don't say my fucking name. I'm, I'm a heel. It's kind of a weird dichotomy there. How do you feel about the, the title match, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, everything going on, logic? <laughs> hey, he's got he's got to get it out before he goes. Listen, uh, it didn't make any sense when they went to Pittsburgh and she got the, the hero's welcome. And then she did a bunch of heel shit at the end. Made no sense. Right. Right? I mean, there's a lot that doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know who should win and lose with that. I don't know. <laughs> Just speculation. Uh, you know, I get I get a lot of a lot of gruff for not uh, doing a lot of women's matches. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think she's the most over woman on the roster. So... You can make the argument, well, we should have the most over person be the top person, right? Right. Um, if Thunder Rose is hurt, then it doesn't make sense for her to win. But if you're going to just put her in another match in two weeks, that doesn't make any sense either. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I forgot to mention that um, MJF the best match of the night, you know, he's a former Excite Wrestling International Champion. You know That's that, true. Right? This That's is true. true. That's yeah. true. Defended in Canada. It was actually an international title. Defended in Canada. Yes. There yeah. you go. That's the thing. You heard it there. MJF. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> waters run deep with Excite Wrestling. Absolutely. Next up, we had a singles match, and I know this is one that most people liked, and I, I, I would say that this was match of the night, in my opinion. Of course, John Moxley defeats Brian Danielson via pinfall, 21 minutes, 5 seconds, of course, the big news out of this match is at the end of the match, after John Moxley wins, and uh, Dan- Brian Dance and him start getting into a fist fight again. Yes, for reasons. Out comes William Regal to break it up. He smacks both of them, gives a little headbutt to fucking Moxley, and then uh, makes them shake hands before leaving. That's why there was blood on his head. I'm yeah, like, he why gave has a, he got blood he on went, his head? He went, he went, he went head to head with Moxley. That makes and, uh, sense. But he smacked both of them. I love, I love how Brian Danielson was like, yeah, yeah, get him. And then he just turns around and whops him. Yes. I was like, yes, he's getting one too. Everybody's getting slapped by Regal tonight. Uh, so the big news, of course, William Regal is, is all elite. 
um, rumors and innuendo. We won't know until it's out that uh, they have hired him to do not just on-ring personnel and probably be the manager of Moxley and Brian Danielson, but also they've hired him in a backstage role as well, which to Moose's point, hopefully it is to rein some fucking people in because that would be great. Uh, how did you feel about Moxley versus Danielson and, of course, the uh, emergence of William Regal and AEW? The only thing wrong with Regal's appearance is he did not yell, War Games! I know he can't, but still. Uh, of War Games! Yes. War Games! It's for Ken. And our good friend, J- and our good friend JVD, who yes. appreciates it. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I this was a match of the night, obviously. This match delivered on all fronts. It needed to. And if they're going to do the two-man power trip or they're going to start the Danielson Dojo or, like, whatever the faction is going to be, because I so hope they go get Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty and add them to this with Regal being the head person, I, th- I think there's a lot of potential to do some things with it. It's just, like, I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. but Agreed. Agreed. Moose, want to add something to this? Uh, they might. Um, I think that's eventually where CM Punk's going to land. I'm not saying he's going to join them, but I'm sure they're going to want him to join them. And when he doesn't want to join them, it's going to lead to probably the best segments on the show. I agree. That's, that's where I feel I like that's that. going to go. And then you're going to have William Regal going, join us. And he's like, I, I want to, but I don't think I should. Join us. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. And then he turns heel and then you got the three of them, arguably the the top three guys in the company, just killing everybody as it should be. So Moose Moxley came out on top. I got to ask you a question. This is a promoter question that you'll understand because uh, I, I also have. Do you think? And because we've had to deal with this in in the Indies, Excite Wrestling has had to deal with this. I know on a couple different occasions. Do you think that Brett Lauderdale called Tony Khan and said the GCW World Champion cannot lose this match? No, not if he's smart, he wouldn't do that. I'm just making the joke. But no, I, you know, I, you know, I get it. GCW is ballsy, and and you know the hip, cool toy until they. Uh, it's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> just throwing that's, that out that's there. That's what you keep saying. Yeah, you keep uh, yeah, saying that. We'll talk you know, about it later. We'll have it. To but do later. Uh, uh, yeah, he would be nuts to give Tony Khan some kind of ultimatum. Ultimatum. About something like that. That, that would be like insane. Because, you know, uh, Tony would be like, well, I don't know, John, I, I pay you probably seven figures uh, to wrestle for me on TV. I don't know that I want you going and doing your little indie thing anymore. So I, I think that would probably end that fairly quickly. Well, we all know that Moxley does not like to follow the rules. Right. Was not allowed to wear the GCW title, from what we understand, so he decided to wear a GCW hoodie and then a Kira hoodie. Uh, so he, he doesn't like following rules, but that's also a John Moxley trait, and uh, you got to take that with him, and that's why he's the he's the new age loose cannon. Yeah, okay. You know what? I don't think the GCW can pay him what Tony Khan pays him, and if he decided to quit AEW, I can almost... I'd be willing to bet just about anything that Vince McMahon would be like, what do you want to do? No. No, asshole, that's not what you're going to do. Go put some jeans on, go put your vest on, and then go fist bump somebody. That's what that's going to be. That's, that's how that will go. So, well, well, I mean, let's be honest. The, the John Moxley we get in New Japan and that we get in GCW is, is like the old school John Moxley. The John right. Moxley you get in AEW, and I've said in a while, is just basically Dean Ambrose turned up a little bit, Listen, including his I gear and everything. I love John Moxley. I've loved John Moxley for years. If I had Excite before he went to Evolve, 
John Moxley would have been a part of that, 100%. I tried to get him into 2CW. And as, I'm, as, I'm a witness to that. Yeah. I, I wanted to do the American Wolves versus Moxley and, and Callahan. I'm like, Josh, this will be the best match you ever put on. And you know what? He told me, nah, I ain't doing it. Because that's what Josh does. And then he got signed by WWE. And I'm like, Josh, you, 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 you missed you out. had the opportunity. We had it. We had it. They would have threw Callahan into the third row. True story. It would have been the best thing ever. All right, next up we had a six-man tornado tag match right before. We only got one more match after this. Of course, the team of Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeated the Andrade Hardy family office made up of Andrade Al Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. 13 minutes and 20 seconds, and this was just a brawl. I'm all right for it the most part. Of course, the biggest story is 62-year-old Sting takes a, what would it be, kind of a balcony dive through four tables. Yes. Uh I'm not sure if that's the way you use the 62-year-old, but, you know, hey, fuck it. Let's go. I'm wondering who <laughs> called that spot. Like, that's the only thing I've been wondering since I saw that because it's like, goddamn. Sting said he was hesitant, but he said once he got up there, he said, fuck it. <laughs> well, at that stage, you have to. You don't really have an option. Listen, this is what I get back to t- saying. You had a bloodbath with Punk and MJF. It was the number one story going into this pay-per-view. Arguably should have headlined the, the show. But the reaction from the crowd might not have been good after five hours of pro wrestling. Uh, Then you have Danielson and and Moxley, and there's blood in that. I get it. It was a one-off line by Moxley. I I need to bleed with you before I can team with you, whatever. You can argue maybe there shouldn't have been blood in that. Sure. I, I don't know. You can even argue maybe it wasn't supposed to be planned, right? Pro wrestling's not supposed to be planned. So maybe that, you know, there's no one saying that you can't have more than one match as blood if there's a real fight, right? But there's no reason for this other match to happen. There is no, you can't tell me. I get it. You want to have Sting on your show. I get it. Put him on the next show. This doesn't have to be on this show. Him diving off a balcony does not have to be on this show. 18 tables does not need to be on this show. Facts. It diminishes what Punk and MJF did. It diminishes what uh, Danielson and Moxley did by going, okay, well, now we're going to have these other guys who, let's be honest, the Hardy group is is, uh, just above mid-card, if we're lucky, taking on, you know, Two daredevils and a 62-year-old. It doesn't need to happen on this show. I'm not saying there's not a place for that. It didn't need to be on this show. This is what I'm saying. When they need somebody, anybody, to be like, well, maybe maybe Sting doesn't need to dive through eight tables on this show. (laughs) We we already had to change the canvas twice. You know, I I don't know. I just, I feel like it's... And it's just stupid. And it's the placement, right? It doesn't make any sense with the placement. All it did was did a disservice to the Adams after the match. It just doesn't make sense to me. I agree, and I do want to point out, I was going to say this anyways, but I'm glad you brought up the mats. Shout-outs to the ring crew slash production yes. team in, in, in AEW for once because you know what? They came prepared with extra mats. They're on top of the game. <laughs> so it was at least nice that they changed out two bloody mats in during the night. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's go to the main event, and you already mentioned it. It was the Battle of the Atoms for the AEW World Championship, and at the end of the day, and still, 
your AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Pages. He defeated Adam Cole. Baby. 25, uh, 25 minutes and 45 seconds. By the way, before we even did it, let's just be honest. No titles changed hands at AEW Revolution. Yeah, that was weird. But uh, how did you feel about the match? I'm gonna Before I turn it over, I'm just going to say, this match was like that super indie PWG style. So if you love PWG, this match was for you. There was a million and a half finishers. There was a million and a half false uh, finishes. And there was a million and a half kickouts. I, I, it wasn't horrible. I'm not saying shitting on it. But I'm just like, after the show, as Moose pointed out, and as you're pacing everything, a 25-minute and 45-second match at the end of the night that has a million and a half things going on, I'm not sure that I like that necessarily. But that's just me. How'd you feel? Coming off the heels of Moxley and Danielson and MJF and Punk, to do that match at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, after how many hours of wrestling, it, it was just the crowd was dead. And I feel that even though they did get back into it because, like you touched upon, it was super indie. It was P- PWG 101. Everybody was kind of just like, all right, where are we going here with this? And I think with how they've been booking Page as world champ, is I've really hurt him because now this is, what, his fourth title defense in five months we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it's like at this stage, all right, you kind of really force Cole into the main event spot. And obviously, you're kind of buying time until Kenny Omega comes back till you start doing the Elite versus the formerly known as Undisputed Era feud. So this match, it, it did its purpose. I just don't think it was the main event. I think it got overshadowed by a lot of things. And hopefully, they get going with Paige as world champion. Otherwise, they should take the belt off him. Agreed. Uh, before we move on, uh, any thoughts of the main event? Any thoughts of the rest of the show as a whole, Moose? No. You know, I, I like I said, I didn't watch the show. But, you know, I, I'm part of the pro wrestling Twitterverse. And I woke up. There was nothing on the main event. I, I seen stuff about Jade Cargo, the, the CM Punk stuff. I saw the 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 Moxley stuff, the William Regal stuff. I saw Sting diving off all that stuff. So all that stuff didn't see anything outside of like the entrances of the wrestlers for the main event. So I'm like, well, Adam Cole didn't win the title. That I can take that out of it, and I'm sure it was great for what it was, but. It was a match shoehorned in, and it was at the end of a show where they did as many things as they possibly could to make the main event not mean anything. Agreed. Uh, overall, I give the show a B. Uh, we talked about it before. It was good. There's some solid matches, uh, specifically, obviously, the dog collar match and the uh, Moxley versus Danielson is very big fan of. Uh, the main event was was good for what it was. I mean, I also am an independent wrestling guy, although I like logic and storytelling in my matches, so it kind of like ruins some of it. But I'll give them credit; they went out there and just did a bunch of shit. So there it was, and then run-ins for no reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, B, good show, solid B, not an A, not the greatest card ever written on paper, not the greatest card ever seen. But they did have some standout moments that we'll be talking about for a couple months. Agreed. Uh, so afterwards, we have to bring up this before we talk about Ring of Honor, because that's obviously where we're going to steer this to. But afterwards, it was one of those times, and this is what I get irritated about with AEW. Every time they take a step forward, it seems like they take a step back because they have to do and say things that are just, to me, just stupid. So to, to, to point this out, as Moose put, said earlier, and it's true, they, they, they got their first million dollar gate. No, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Double or nothing will be a million dollar gate. 
Uh, they've, uh, you know, they've successfully had, a, you know, another successful pay-per-view, no matter how you cut it, even though we gave it a B and some people liked it more than us, obviously, sure. that's fine. It still was a good show. Yeah. Another good show. I'm sure the buy rate will be decent. I, I you know, I'm not, I don't think it's going to be that 205 that uh, Double or Nothing did. I'll put it at 145. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I think it's going to be over that 135 that uh, Dave Meltzer said over and under on. But, uh, so, but afterwards, you know, and you can say what you want, with Tony Khan sitting next to him, CM Punk has to acknowledge the other guy and diminish themselves as CM Punk and I quote said a couple things before we did. We live in such a weird time where there's professional wrestling fans and then there's weird WWE fans. That's all they've ever seen. It's like they don't know other stuff exists and they don't know that there's other ways of telling stories and doing things. I would actually argue we live in a time where there's weird WWE fans and there's weird AEW fans. And then there's people like me who watches a little bit of fucking everything. Uh, Cause once again, I'm not sold on either of those two companies. I'm more happy watching New Japan, Strong, GCW, West Coast Pro Wrestling, Excite Wrestling. There you go. Pop, cheap pop for Moop. Oh, Moose. man. I was I was about to bury you till you did that, so I can't cheap do that. Cheap pop. Now. You can't. You can't. Nerd. You can't bury me. Yeah, yeah get out of here. <laughs> but anyways, with that being said, I, I'm, I'm just a fan of like wrestling across the board. And and I just we just find it weird that on, on online there's a lot of the people who are not you know the casual fans are kind of like me they they watch a little bit of everything they want to see wrestling there's just these two camps and it's like it's weird the punk and I get it he's he's playing for the home team I understand that that's what you're saying but you know this is the same guy that before he signed with AEW he said hey don't let them fool you you can you can watch whatever you want it's rad man and that guy's gone because you know he's got to be a, a homer it's just. To me, why why even go there? And then he furthered it up, so that way it gives you something to talk about, Moose. He furthered it up by saying that uh, about Tony Khan owning the ROH library, it's good to know it won't be a tab on a shitty app. Obviously, Punk has never ordered a pay-per-view on BR Live. <laughs> that is like, uh, can I just pop in with yeah. that? I actually thought about buying it, and I, it took me 10 minutes to find the link because I, I have the app, and it's like, buy tickets. I don't want to buy tickets. I want to get this pay-per-view on your shitty app. And, you know, it's just it, 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 brutal. We did standard pay-per-view. No yeah, flaws yeah, dude, whatsoever. By the way, the internet, it's good that you didn't do BR Live. The internet was, once again, BR Live was being BR Live. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, also continuing with the ROA stuff, he said uh, at least it, uh, Tony Khan owns it because Vince McMahon owns enough of his footage and that he's not getting paid for. <sighs> but, I mean, it, once again, and some people will be like, well, you know, whatever. Why do people take this? Because you don't see Vince McMahon, when they're doing 110,000 seats two nights in a row in Dallas, go, you know, <laughs> that million-dollar gate, <laughs> that ain't shit, pal. Uh, you know, it, there's no there's no whatever. The, the problem is, is take your victories and take your thing and focus on AEW. And as Moose would say, focus on reeling it in, making the product better for everybody. And who gives a fuck what Vince is doing? Who cares? I don't care what he's doing. And that's I think that's the mistake that everybody makes. Everybody, when they go up against, quote-unquote, WWE, they make the mistake of, hey, we're going to take shots at the big dog. And it never ends up good for them. You know, that's the same reason, like we talked about before. TNA slash Impact did that shit and went head-to-head with them on Monday nights. That didn't work out so well, did it? And AEW pissed off Vince at least enough that he has the Labor Day weekend crossed onto the WWE pay-per-view calendar saying that either that Saturday or Sunday, WWE will be doing a pay-per-view from an undisclosed location, which I've already said, depending upon what Tony Khan does between now and then, will be the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and it'll be right up against their seminal fucking show in a smaller building. 
it's 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 one of those situations with play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But I understand the fan base because most of the fan, you know, there's a good portion of the fan base is pretty toxic. Let's be honest. I understand that they like this shit, so I guess it's beating to that base, but it's alienating a lot of other fans. When you, I was gonna say to comment on that statement about the weird AEW fans, like have WWE you, fans or WWE fans, have you not gone on Twitter on Wednesday or Friday nights and found the the weird AEW fans because they lurk, they're toxic, and wh- how do I know this? I have two co-hosts that hate talking AEW on my show because of them. Because of just some of the comments coming out of those fans. And why at this stage are we still trying to compete with Big Brother? AEW should just be focusing on trying to get some sense to their product and celebrate their wins. But instead of trying to go, ha, Vince, did you see what we did? Vince, did you see what we did? Like, you ruined your night by going to the media scrum and calling them out because you took the headline away from yourself. You gave it back to Vince. Congratulations, you played yourself again. Are we going to learn our lesson, guys? No. Right before the biggest wrestling show of the year. Seriously. <laughs> Moose, I know you're going to have some thoughts on this, so dive right in. Wrestling fans Put are on the that. worst. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> Coming from a guy who needs them to come to my show. By the way, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling this Saturday. Uh, bell time is at, what, 5 p.m., correct? 5 p.m. There you go. 5 p.m. bell time. Doors of, Well, I'm talking about if, you, if you're not in the area, because we have listeners all over the world. I, I'll have you know, you're on the podcast that is number one in Nigeria. Yes. to our Nigerian friends. <laughs> We're also in the top 100 for, for United States. But it's all Listen, for here's me. the thing. Uh, I'm going to be doing commentary on my show. Look out, because I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's probably I'm going to get canceled on my show. The 10th anniversary. I figure 10 years is good. We, out, we, out, we outdid 2CW. I can close it now. We hit the 10 years. I can just close. Just be like, I ran longer. Didn't run as big, big buildings, but we ran longer. Do a hell of a thing for the uh, the schedule you just announced. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, one of the wrestlers messaged me saying, hey, remember when you said you would DJ my wedding uh, uh, to be nice? Nice kid. You know, help him out. Weddings aren't cheap. Don't get married is what I would say. But well, there's continue. that. Yeah, all right. As, as two married men. Yeah, you know. You know. Uh Apparently, I have a show on his wedding day. He's like, I told you a year ago. And I'm like, well, that's our first mistake. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's seven months out. We'll figure it out. Well, don't worry, Moose. Just, just pay me 50 bucks. I'll run the show. We'll See, be there you go. There you go. Um, listen, pro wrestling fans are always toxic. doesn't matter if it's on a small level like mine or a big level like WWE or AEW. You're going to find toxic people everywhere. It doesn't matter where. It, I had a fan today say they're not coming to my shows anymore because they don't like the product. Okay. Uh, the last conversation I had with him was like, well, you don't do any of the hardcore stuff anymore. I'm like, well, I just got fined a grand from the commission, so I'm trying to not piss off the commission. Maybe we should follow the rules. Uh, but no, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Uh, my shows haven't changed that much in 10 years. They've gotten better, they've gotten more profitable, and they got better wrestlers. But, for the most part, it's, it's the same kind of format. Uh, you're going to get it anywhere. Um, and, and, and WWE fans, and, and there's a, there's he's not wrong. 
WWE fans are going to go to the Broome County Arena. There's probably going to be 3,502 fans in that arena. And I was oddly specific with the 3,502. Yes. And <laughs> how many of those people know that Excite Wrestling exists? Used to run literally a quarter mile down the road when... They were running. I'm hey, come see John Morrison. John Morrison ain't gonna be here. Yes, he is right here, a quarter mile down the road. They don't know. We can advertise. We can do podcasts. We had a TV show. We're in the mall. Doesn't matter. They're in their WWE bubble. There's no wrestling company that could compete with that. Doesn't matter that we had Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and, and Cody Rhodes and. MJF and and all these guys that they all love on AEW or WWE, they're in their bubbles. Nothing else exists. Now, AEW is a little bit different because they're based on smart wrestling fans, which is an oxymoron to begin with. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing Uh, on that. And don't worry. uh, This is is not me big-timing anybody. Anybody that's in pro wrestling is an idiot. I've always said... If you're in pro wrestling, you're an idiot. I always tried to be the smartest idiot, but still, everybody's an idiot. So I'm not trying to mock any wrestling fans. We're in this room because we're wrestling fans. But toxicity in wrestling is is never going to go away, and it's always there. Especially because the internet. Yeah, yeah. The internet made everything worse. Um, then we get into cancellations and this and that, which, again, taking time off. I'm just saying, uh, you know, CM Punk's not wrong in anything he said. Did he need to say it? Probably not, but he's not wrong. Uh, he probably pissed off that he doesn't get paid for the footage that they're showing of him. That probably pisses him off. He's got a lot of issues with WWE. Daddy issues. Yeah, he's got them. And, and you know, he's going to throw that out there. He can do that because he's the number one guy in the company. If Adam Page did that, I'd be like, shut up, Adam Page. You just go and ride your horse that you don't really know how to ride, and you 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 wrestle. That's it. CM Punk has his gripes. He can say it because he's been there. He's done it. He's had his issues. He's always been straightforward about what his issues are. Tony Khan needs to not get into a fight with Vince McMahon. He will lose every time. Does not matter if his product is better. Does not matter. And he needs to stop. He is he is promoting like a shindy. Listen, I get it. You're number one in your demo. Do not attack Fox News, who gets four times, five times, six times the ratings as your show does, but you got 50,000 more in the demo. Stop. You're not the number one show on cable. Stop. Don't act like a shindy. You didn't you didn't outdraw anybody. You're not outdrawing SmackDown, who gets two million people to your five hundred thousand people. I don't care what the demos are. The, the, you, you go to uh Downey uh fabric softener and say, Hey, come to my show. Well, how many people you got? I got uh 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 the number one in the demo. Oh, that's cool. How many fans? How many people watching? Five hundred thousand. Well, can I be on Fox at two million? You know, shouldn't I be over there? Uh, a guy came. I give another example. We have a skating rink, Skate Estate. Used to manage yeah, yeah. that, right? And I used to run the radio station promotions department. I know all the radio people. I'm running Skate Estate. Radio guy comes into me. He's like, "Oh, I think you need to be on this radio station." Oh, I do. 
Yeah, I would have, I think we should be lots of women, lots of moms. They they listen to this radio station. Yeah. What about the hawk, the country station? Is there no moms on that? Well, 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 are they not the number one rated radio station? Yeah, so there's no moms listening to this radio station? Yeah. Well, why aren't you pitching me the hawk? This this is this is what it gets into. Stop playing stupid games. Don't don't act like a shindy where oh my 60 people was totally better than your 100 people because really it was 120 at our show. No, I have eyes. You had 60 people. You shouldn't be bragging about it. But this this is life. And Tony Khan is doing that right now, currently. He needs to stop. He bought Ring of Honor. Cool. Which we're going to talk about here. In a yeah. He got all the, all the all the hardcore fans going like, wow, all right, cool. Do something with it. We want you to do something with it, right? Like anybody that bought a ticket to, to the show in Texas should be like, I might get to see CM Funk show up at this thing, right? Right, I right, mean, exactly. And, and I might get to see Brian Danielson show up at the show. Exactly. Cool. Now you bought a ticket. That show should sell out just on the idea that it could happen. Right. I agree. 100%. Yeah. But when you get into these stupid fights with stupid people, you're going to have stupid results. And, you know, CM Punk wants to air his grievances. Fine. But take the win. Yeah, take a win. That's what I'm saying. Take, I, I, that, my biggest problem is that they didn't take the win when they had it. And I mean, I agree with you. CM Punk's grievances are different. He has a different circumstance. But at the same time, take the win. You were in a great match that people are talking about. Take that fucking win. And right. go, hey, this is what we're doing. And if you ignore the other guy and you take the win, it makes you look better. And, and to your point, currently, right now, what we keep hearing about that million-dollar gate is, hey, we're making a million-dollar gate off a 10K building, and we're so much better. Meanwhile, WWE is going to be in Dallas, Texas, at 110,000 seats for two nights in a row. That's 220,000 seats that we'll sell because it's fucking WrestleMania. And... You know, you're bragging about 10,000 seats. It's it's kind of, and that's what you're talking about. That's the dichotomy. Don't brag about it. Just say, oh, it's a good thing for us. Because once you start going, and what are they doing? They're having problems selling tickets. Well, they're going to sell more tickets than you because there's more seats. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like one of those situations. Just take the fucking win. You know, take the win for yourself. I, I love Brandon Thurston and the WrestleNomics, uh, their, their Twitter and Patreon or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they they do all the statistics and everything, and, and they pretty much he pointed out from just the Saudi Arabia deal, the WWE in three years is going to make more money from just the Saudi Arabia events than AEW did in all their t- TV contracts. So just from two shows a year mm-hmm. for three or four years is going to outdo what AEW does as, as they're like, look, we're, we're a real deal. Look what our contract is. Yeah, they're doing it with two shows a year. Agreed. You know, it, it, they need to they need to realize where the spot is and and cultivate it. Mm-hmm. They People are rooting for them to win. People are rooting for them to grow. But they need to... Uh, I I love Orange Cassidy, right? I had him on my mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah, uh, I think he's great. He should not be the face of the company. And Tony Khan dressing like him for Halloween does not give me confidence that that he can can make the right decisions sometimes. 
uh, just my opinion. I'm sure he sells a lot of merch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he he, you know, he he's a great guy. I, you know, he I I love him, but that role cannot be the top guy. And they've they've gradu- they made him the top guy at times. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't know that that's that should be his role. But I, I don't know. Well, let's say NAEW talks with this. And of course, the Ring of Honor deal went down. We found out that was the big announcement that Tony was waiting on. Uh, of course, Tony, uh, I, I, I will say this. We, we got, it's got to be worth a mention. Tony Khan coming in the ring and being like, I own Ring of Honor. But he said it like he was at a question mark. I was like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that was like somebody. Cringy. It was like he was like, uh, you remember Anchorman? It's like he put it on the teleprompter with a question mark. You know he'll read whatever's on the fucking teleprompter, right? Uh, uh, that's the only thing I, I had to pick about that. We'll talk about a little more about the differences between two owners because of interviews in a second. But the Ring of Honor deal, uh, as we talked about, it's it could be a great deal for AEW, especially with their bloated roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a place where more of their guys can work, depending upon what they can work out deal-wise. Uh, I don't know if that'll be another TV deal for them. I'm assuming that that's what they would look for. Uh, I'm, I, you know, Or just even an internet presence. You know, I obviously it does make it more attractive to do some kind of streaming because now they have a lot more in a library. Considering Ring of Honor's got a twenty-year-old library that has everybody that is a top guy in wrestling on it at some point in juncture or another. Uh, my only qualm with this is a to to, to, a, to a point that Moose will probably make again. I don't have the confidence that he's going to run this in a way. That is good because he's already come out at the scrum after and said he will be also booking Ring of Honor yeah. like he books AEW. And I and so that kind of gives me a little confidence. And also, it kind of is one of those situations where it was like Ring of Honor got out a bunch of things and we thought they were going to come back to the realm of indie wrestling being the big indie that they were before, giving a lot of guys opportunity to work somewhere every other weekend like they did in the past. And now you're just going to have AEW guys, which is fine for business, is fine for fans, as we've 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 pointed out. But it just kind of makes me a little nervous about what the future of like one of the bigger independent companies is going to be now that you know Tony Khan owns the company. Uh, any thoughts? First of all, we'll go with Ken and we'll finish up with Moose on it. No, I mean, like I said, in my opinion, yeah, his uh, announcement was a little cringy. Like he just seemed very uncomfortable doing it. And that did not give me a lot of faith going into this deal, which, I mean, I guess it's heavily alluded he's going to make it into, like, their NXT. What I also think, though, there are some pluses and minuses. Like I say, I agree with you about, I worry about is a less, one more destination indie wrestlers can't go to. And I think that with how their roster is so oversaturated right now, this is the only situation it helps. That you're finally going to get some TV time, whether you work out a deal to get him on True TV, <laughs> which I've been pitching for years. I was going to say, Ken's been going hard for True TV yeah, for a while. True TV Tag Team Champions, putting that out there. Or you'd finally work out a deal with HBO Max to do streaming and then run your Ring of Honor show on there, like NXT used to do on the network every like That's Wednesday true. night. Or you know, pick a, pick a night of the week and throw it on right then and there at 8 p.m. If you do something like that, it could work. But like I say, this only kind of helps to alleviate the problem you have in your house. But then again, are you building more additions on? That's the question, because are you going to draw more talent into work at Ring of Honor if they're seeing how you're doing with AEW? And especially with how AEW has been just signing people left and right, but if you look at how they're getting pushed on TV, that'd be something that will cause for concern. So it's going to be interesting to see how that April 1st card goes for Supercard of Honor, and then after that, what the big announcement will be. I agree. Uh, before I turn it over to Moose, I just have to say, uh, TK, you do have my email address because I'm pressed for you. Facts. Um, I, I, I need you to uh, message me 
and let me know about what we're doing about my remainder months on my honor club because I had the yearly plan. <laughs> I, I need to know about this because uh, you know I have some money that <clears throat> possibly needs to come back to me. That is the shindy, uh, uh, the shindy in me right now, getting my goddamn money back. <laughs> Moose, <laughs> what do you think about Ring of Honor? He'll he'll tell you to go to Sinclair. Sinclair will tell you to go to him. Oh, absolutely! And it's gonna you're be the never runaround. going to see your money back again. It's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like that time that I kept uh, telling a certain wrestling personality that was looking for you for some payment for a table that you were over there somewhere. And uh, needless to say, we didn't pay that person. But whatever. We're not going to mention names here because he might he might be hard up for money right now. He got fired. <laughs> I don't even remember who that was. It is a former runner of a, a, a little show called Evolve. Oh, that table. I had one of my proudest moments. Talk about failing upward. There hasn't been a guy that failed upward better than him. I, I just <laughs> well, that's fucking that cats out of the bad. It's Gabe ski, but whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, proudest. <laughs> hey, he, he, got, he helped get Gacy... Into WWE and well, that's and, good stuff. I'm I'm not complaining about him. Yeah, you know he I, was I, he was super nice to me that night. I just kept pointing like in random directions. I think he's over there. Well, the, the problem was he wanted me to pay for a table during his portion of the show, while DJ wanted me to pay for a table during his portion of the show. He wanted me to pay more than DJ wanted me to pay, and DJ was running a much bigger show. It made no sense. And so it was Cage of Death. Screw Ooh. that. You know, screw, screw that. I ain't paying them. That's just it. That money's gone. Yes, it, it was a long time I've ago. I've spent it, and it's gone. It's a long time ago. Yeah, Technically, that wasn't years. on us either, because that was a 2CW table. Well, it was a 2CW table and then back in the day when we actually liked to go to wrestling shows. <laughs> like, I had to drive to all those wrestling shows four hours to New Jersey, thank you. I would, get, I would get, a, yeah. I'd get an orange juice, big, giant orange juice, and... A Mac big giant, cheese. a big giant slushy. I was telling that story. Yeah, yeah I heard that story. Sixty-eight ounce slushy. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, yeah, and, and you can take them for refills. And what I would do is I would take <laughs> it, get the refill, and buy a second one and have both of them, two different flavors, of course. Did I lie about? No, the story no, no. The other this day? is spot on. No, there's picture. It, it, it's, it's real. Of course, it's real. <laughs> I drove Moose a lot of places in his yeah. vehicle, of course, but yeah, the toaster, toaster's gone. I used to have to roll the window down because like those shows ran late, brother. So it was like 4 a.m. My fucking head's out the window to try to stay awake. But it, it happened. We got home. We, were, we didn't die. There were so many times I should have died in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but with that Between being said, that and Nine Inch Nails concerts, I really should have. There was once where I was dozing off coming back from a Nine Inch Nails concert where where, where the toll booth, I kind of, you know, those are one of those you kind of open your eyes because you start seeing lights. And you're thinking, like, oh my dad, no, okay, that's a toll booth. Uh, like, hey, Tim, uh, buddy Tim Clough, who I haven't seen in a while. But either way, uh, we're going for the toll booth, and, and we're doing 80. And like, Tim, you might want to slow down. And then you start to doze off again. And then you wake up, and you are infinitely closer to this toll booth, still doing 80 miles an hour. <laughs> like, Tim. You need to slow down. And then he kind of wakes up because he was not awake. <laughs> he slams on the brakes and and we make it through the toll booth okay. But there are many times. There was another time I was going through. He's doing 100 through a construction zone. And I wake up and I'm like, where are we? I don't know, West Virginia? I look over. He's doing 100. I'm seeing all the red and orange flags everywhere. And I'm like, 
it ain't my car. I'm going back to sleep. And <laughs> we got home. We got home. It's uh, just the way it goes. To reel you back in, any any thoughts on Ring of Honor and Tony Khan's uh, owning of it? No. No. <laughs> there no, you I go. don't. Yes, that's fine. I, I, listen, uh, Ring of Honor, they, they, they were where's the Briscoes? The number one pro wrestling tag team in the business is not signed anywhere, as far as I know. WWE won't sign them because, you know, the cancellation thing. But number one tag team in pro wrestling doing doing interviews that are better than anybody's interviews on TV today on, on my Facebook. I, I go through and all of a sudden on Facebook, oh, the Briscoes said something. Oh, it's great. He's eating yogurt. This is like the best thing ever. <laughs> Not on TV. Right. And are they saving them for Ring of Honor? Is that the plan to save them for Ring of Honor? Well, put FTR with them. Give them the tag division. Let them wrestle for a half a year. They'll be the best wrestling matches on, on any program anywhere. And it might be it's only for the people in the building. Great. Let them do it. Sign them. Have them make your product better. You, you have Danielson. You have them. You have, by the way, uh, GCW, you know, taking time bomb, jobbing them out in eight minutes because they ran out of time, even though they had an extra half hour run over that he just didn't want to use. Uh, you know, the best tag team in wrestling, they should be on TV somewhere. And here we are. I mean, I was at that show, but still continue. Listen, it's great. <laughs> I, I bought that show and I don't buy pro wrestling. I bought that show, and I was happy. I was happy for the wrestlers I know. I was happy that an indie company did that. I was happy for my production buddies who are doing the production on the show. I'm happy for all of it. I would have made some different choices. As, I, as would I have said that before. But, but uh, you know, I, I he has another wrestling company when he doesn't have a handle on the one that he has that has all the talent in the world. What is he going to do with an indie I don't know. I don't know that he knows. But give it to somebody who does know and let them run it. I'm not saying hire Gabe Sapolsky. Please don't do that. If I had $500,000 given to me from Flow Sports, I certainly wouldn't run my company into the ground. I'm just saying. So hire somebody that, you know, can run an indie pro wrestling company. Who is proven track record of running a pro wrestling company? Give them the reins, oversee what they do, and and let them go. That's that's what they need to do. Agreed. Uh, real quick, I, I, I we're just gonna blow through. Okay, let's just go. Let's keep it going. The conversation's going good. Uh, right. The dichotomy. Yeah. We're the di- on a time frame here, yes, boys. Yeah. Yes. The, di- uh, the dichotomy of owners, though, we can talk about. We had Tony Khan, who, whenever I hear him talk in person, it's kind of rough. And then you had Vince McMahon on the Pat McAfee show. Brilliant. Where uh, where it was the different Vince than we've ever seen. He was a little more relaxed. I seen him in a pair of jeans and sneakers. It was fucking weird. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like this point. Uh, if you haven't heard the interview, it's a good interview. Uh, I don't think there was really too much to take away. I mean, I do believe uh, some people got offended because he said, you know, you could work somewhere and be a wrestler. You could be here and be a superstar. Uh, what the fuck is he supposed to say? My company sucks? I mean, what do you want? I thought, I mean, I was, I was working, uh, but I had it in the background trying to listen to it. And they, he asked him about firing people. 
And did he feel bad about firing people? And I didn't exactly hear what he said, and I'm quoting him, and I shouldn't be. But the thing that I heard, and maybe I misheard it, was he said something equivalent of, well, either the, they got it or they don't got it. And then if it's not for best for the show, then they got to go. And I don't know if that's exactly what he said. Uh, it's it's cl- Actually, he did say something similar. I'm uh, not without looking it up and giving it a pair. I'm just paraphrasing. He did say something like that, but he also did point out that uh, back in the past before the, the company was public, his heart was in it a little more, and uh, he had a real hard time making business decisions. But then when it's public and you have to answer to a bunch of people who own stock, it made it a little easier to make the business decision. I, I feel like people should have jumped on that comment more because – I, I can guarantee to you that not everybody that got canned could have done it, but if people had the free reign to show a personality, to get themselves over, to not be uh, machine-generated talent, they could get over. I agree. See, this is, yeah. this is the problem with AEW and WWE. You have one company that has their thumb on every single person and you're going to do it our way and only this way there is no other way you didn't make it work it's your fault not our fault you got to go then you have another company who's just like do what you want get over i don't care it's a party just (laughs) go out there and do it get over which sounds great until you see it in person and then you're like what are they letting these guys do? None of this makes any sense. This is a pro wrestling. This is bullshit. There, there needs to be a, a middle ground, uh, which exists, but people got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get a. I mean, the only other WWE thing would be as then when the internet got their panties in a twizzy because of yeah. a house show at Madison Square Guardian that they did not promise anybody for, but because. Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp told you there was a possibility that Cody Rhodes was showing up. Uh, everybody was watching along on Twitter. We kept our eye on it because it was the number one trending thing for a house show. Yes. Uh, congratulations. By the way, uh, we also got some pirated stuff from there. I'm not going to give any names out. But uh, uh, from what I saw in the video, there was pretty good matches that night. I'm kind of jealous that uh, Madison Square Garden got some good matches. God damn it. Yeah, that is a solid card from that what was we could tell. We, uh, somebody was streaming it uh, illegally, but I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Whatever. On Facebook, though. And on Listen, Facebook. Facebook whatever. It was a house show. It was. It's it's It used to be the number one building in the world. Uh, to some, it still is. Uh, anybody that expected Cody Rhodes to show up at a house show that's not televised isn't paying attention. And I'm not even sure Cody Rhodes is actually showing up in WWE anytime soon. No, I agree with you. Uh, uh, it, it, I don't know if it was always the plan for him to stay in AEW or to be part of Ring of Honor or to do any of that, but I think that's probably still definitely on the table. And if he goes to WWE, that's on the table too. He's a dad. He's a business guy. He wants to make money. That's it. You know what I mean? If And he's in the position where he could go to Vince McMahon and say, hey, you want me to be the first high-profile? I started that company. Do you want me to come? You pay me a boatload of money and I will come and I will paint my face with a star if that's what you really want me to do. I hope it's not. And I hope the other con would be like, Vince, you have something here and we're going to pay him a lot of money. Let's not do that because that doesn't make any sense. Put a blue dot on his head. I don't like his face. Well, you know, I'm just saying, 
he might be still part of AEW. But one thing I could tell you is he's not showing up at the Broome County Veterans Memorial Arena for his first appearance. Hey, why not? It's just why not? The, it's, the it's, mecca, not, it's the mecca of professional I wrestling. I understand Triple that. Triple H came back just, from his knee injury at the house show. Yeah, nobody nobody in the history books that didn't happen. By the way, Mankind. And, I was there. Man, I saw mankind it. Mankind made his debut in that building. And, and for the record, the reason why that happened was because they spent six weeks advertising The Rock. Nothing else on that program except The Rock. Every commercial, The Rock's coming. 30 seconds of nothing but The Rock. The Rock music, The Rock catchphrases, The Rock coming to the arena. The week of the show, they're like, The Rock ain't coming. That ain't happening. We gotta give him some else. Uh, Triple H is gonna come back, you know, before he goes to Madison Square Garden. See Triple H for the first time ever. Yeah, that's how that happened. But right. it still happened. Still happened. Yeah, but that's what counts. No, 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 no. That's what counts. Remember that is us. Nobody else remembers. Exactly. In, no, in just, any history I'm book, he joke. came back at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. But it was televised Madison Square Garden. True story. Also, I, I also want to point out Shawn Michaels made his return after the uh, him getting the ship knocked out of him. In in the bill in, in Binghamton as well. There's a lot of weird history yeah. of wrestling history in Binghamton. Uh, Ricky Steamboat got his throat caved in by Randy Savage at the Broom County Arena. Uh, the uh, uh, WrestleMania Five Special, the first wrestling show I ever went to, was Broom County Arena. The uh, Bob Backlund announced he's running president, for president. Yeah. Yep, president. with the 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 Patriot Binghamton Patriots uh, marching band bringing them in. That happened at the arena. I don't know. There's, There's a lot. Well, I, I, I almost punched Owen Hart in the face That's at the Broome County Arena. Yeah, I, I was going to say yeah. that, uh, speaking of hearts, Bret Hart mentions the Broome County Arena nine times in his autobiography. I just want to throw that yeah. out. Yeah, he should. Because uh, uh, But uh, let's go over, I, before we jump into the last two things, including Excite, uh, I'm going to do a quick rundown of uh, Sacrifice real quick. Oh, I'm going to go match by yep. match. I'm going to impact wrestling Sacrifice. Went down this past Saturday. Great card. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, for Moose's answer, you can find them on YouTube, Impact Wrestling. Uh, they do have a membership fee of $1 uh, to watch their show live. Uh, so I'm just throwing had, it out there. I had I had a membership to something Impact when we did the Impact show, you know, in combination with Excite, and they just canceled it. I don't know what they have anymore, what but assholes. they said that's not a thing. I don't know. So uh, in the in the uh, pre-show, they had two matches. Uh, one was Lady Frost defeating Giselle Shaw in six minutes and four seconds. The second was Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeating Honor No More, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett in seven minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, main card opened up with the X Division Championship on the line. Trey Miguel defended the X Division Championship against Jake something. 11 minutes, three seconds. Probably match of the night. Match of the night. Next match up, Eddie Edwards with Honor No More in his corner defeated Rhino with Chris Saban, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack in his corner by a pinfall. Eight minutes and 44 seconds. Steve Mack. Uh, not only did he whack Eddie Edwards, he whacked Rhino with a, 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 a kendo stick to get the win. Uh, next up, we had uh, the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championship match and new Impact Women Knockout Tag Champions, the Influence Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood, as they defeated the Inspiration Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay. Uh, Jonah defeated PCO in 11 minutes and 30 seconds in the Hoss Battle of the Night. Uh, Jay White. Defeated Alex Shelley, 18 minutes and 45 seconds in my favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deanna Parazzo defended the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against Chelsea Green via submission after Chelsea Green broke her arm once again. Yeah. Uh, eight minutes and 18 seconds. 
Uh, Tasha Steeles became the new Impact Knockouts champion, defeating Mickey James via pinfall in 14 minutes and six seconds. And then we also had uh, new tag team champions, Violent by Design, defeated the Good Brothers 11 minutes and 44 seconds to pick up the gold. And in the main event of the evening for the Impact World Championship, Moose retained the belt. Not the Moose in the room, what? the other Moose. What did I do? And he defeated Heath 12 minutes and 9 seconds. And the big news there was after the match was over, Josh Alexander makes his return to Impact Wrestling, not, takes down Moose, and uh, shows that he has a new Impact contract. So one of the free agents of wrestling is now no longer a free agent. He also shows that he has a contract to fight Moose at the next pay-per-view for the Impact Wrestling World's Championship. I thought it was a pretty good card. Ken, what do you think of the card? Very good card. Uh, Jake something, Trey Miguel, definitely need to watch. In fact, I believe Jake is now a free agent, if I am reading correctly. So if this was his last match in Impact, he definitely went on a, a high note. Alex Shelley, Jay White, what can you say about that? Solid card all around. Impact does great pay-per-views. So if you're sleeping on them, you got to get woken up pretty quick. Yeah, if you're looking for something as an alternative, they're, they're doing good stuff over there. Uh, a lot of times we forget about them, unfortunately, because, you know, it is harder to find their product. But we did look it up. You can watch it on YouTube every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is a $1 fee, but, you know, hey, most of us are paying more for other things. Yes. Let's do a quick rundown before we talk about Excite, about what's coming up this upcoming Saturday. I know this will give Moose plenty of time to, say, ticking time bomb. But, of course, GCW returns this upcoming Saturday for Astronaut, uh, live from Atlanta, Georgia, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.tv. Here's what we got going down. Let's do it. Uh, for the GCW World Tag Team titles in a fucking death match, uh, the Hate Club, Matt Tremont and Nick Gage defend the titles against the second gear crew, Matthew Justice and the returning Mance Warner. That's going to be out of control. For the GCW Extreme title, your champion, Black Death, the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray, defends against Daddy. Ooh. That's right. Effie's getting a shot. Another SGC versus SGC match. Yeah, a little crazy for that. Uh, just signed today, by the way, in a singles match, Jordan Grace will be going up against Ali Catch. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a great match. Matt Cardona is on his belt tour, and he says he's going to give a, one of his belts is going to be on the line, allegedly, as uh, he's going to be taking on Action Mike Jackson at the uh, <laughs> steep old age of, I think he's in his 60s or 70s. He's somewhere. 70s, I thought. Yeah, I do believe so. Uh, in a singles match, we're going to get uh, the return of ACH after having that great, impressive performance during the L.A. clubs. He's going to be taking on our favorite asshole, Tony Deppin. Oh, that'll be a great match. Uh, making his return to GCW, uh, the People's Choice, A.R. Fox, taking on the young prodigy, Nick Wayne. Ooh. And then last but not least, in the match that most people are waiting for in Atlanta. Match of the year. It should be the main event, I would assume. Jonathan Gresham, your Ring of Honor, what do they call him? The Ring of Honor Classic Champion is what they're calling him now? Because they're, him and Bandino are having the unification belt, and he's the world champion. So, it's, it's weird. Something like, it's, it's, it's something like that. But anyways, he's going one-on-one with all heart. Blake Christian, a.k.a. the best in the world. And uh, the belt is not on the line because, you know, Tony Khan is, is scared. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is going to be a match of the year. Early early candidate right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, these are two super talented guys. From top to bottom, I'm going to say the Atlanta debut, pretty pretty solid card for GCW. Yes, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. And that we will be watching that. Oh, yes. We will be watching that. Moose, ticking time bomb. You guys are going to be at the X. I don't understand what the problem is. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm asking about GCW. Ticking time bomb? You didn't like the card? The card's fine. I miss AR Fox. Why'd you bring AR Fox in? Uh, you gotta deal with his... You gotta, I think you gotta go through his wife to, to book him. I don't know. Uh, he, he doesn't get much out of Atlanta lately. Yeah, that's I haven't true. seen. That's um, true. But I would, I would 
Great, we love AR Fox back. Um, I listen. I like GCW. I know I, I call it a ticket time bomb because listen, I, I talking about the toxicity of of wrestling fans. You will get uh, wrestling Twitter at any given moment. People are getting canceled left and right. You know, I, I had to change my show because someone got canceled off of it. Right, a GCW guy. Who also, you know, was well, a guy that amongst other places, BS, yeah. Yeah, but no, he's a lot of places. Well, yeah, the, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that got canceled out of Excite, but the only thing we got going for us is they worked everywhere else, you know? Uh, he, he, Joey Ryan. I love Joey Ryan, but, uh, you know, he got canceled. I just wanted to see him flip people with his dong. Apparently, who knew he would do scumbaggy things? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but here's the thing, as per his lawsuit with Impact, right, uh, when he disclosed how much money he was making a year, everybody used him, and there's no doubt that he was the number one indie guy in pro wrestling, right? Agreed. I mean, he's making six figures doing indie pro wrestling. I mean, he was working four nights a week. He was doing it. He got canceled. So nobody came after me because... We use them, but so didn't everybody else. True you know story. I, mean? right. I agree with you. Uh, I, I look at GCW, and, you know, they have a lot of great talent. But we are in a very toxic culture where if you do anything, and this isn't saying that these people shouldn't be canceled because people are doing a lot of scumbaggy things, apparently. Agreed. Uh, I'm not saying you're defending anybody because you're not. But the the fact of the matter is, you do one thing wrong. I say I like the dong flipping guy. Uh, now I'm canceled, right? How dare he say something nice about Joey Ryan? Uh, people will cancel you for anything. Agreed. And you know, GCW, for good and, and bad, is the number one indie company in the country, if not the world. They're selling mm. out everywhere. They're they're. There's a lawsuit saying that just from losing six months of uh, pay-per-view royalties, they lost $500,000 that they're talking about just making on streaming rights. That's that's a lot of money. And, and I'm sure they doubled, tripled, quadrupled it once they went on actual real pay-per-view, which I still don't understand how they did the music thing. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, ECW WWE, back in the day used to do that shit they too. They didn't though. do it on pay-per-view. Yeah, they did. No, they had to get people to do knockoff covers of their songs because they couldn't use the real thing. That's why, you know, they had the Tommy Dreamer music, the the Harry Slash themes. They put out the albums because they put out the albums, they can use those songs. That's why Motorhead was doing Inner Sandman and, you know. Okay, good points. All right. Um, yeah. Things like that. But anyways, uh, I call it a ticking time bomb because either they're going to blow up, they're going to get a TV deal, and then they're going to, the, no longer be an indie. They'll no longer be an indie. Or they're going to implode like every other super indie that grows and then implodes. You got like, uh, it's not the same. You got like a wrestle circus. They're the ones that started the Twitch thing. Uh, they imploded because it's the cancellations. Can, yeah. The, 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 there was a, the place out of Chicago that used to run the dream shows, had Shawn Michaels on it. Uh, their last show was right before my show with Cody. And I had I Sean Carr was in that match because they decided to put AR Fox, who was their champion, against Cody before I could, which 
went against the deal that I made with the agent. Uh, you know, they imploded. AAW uh, hasn't imploded, but you, they used to be like the big thing, and now they're just kind of yeah. big in Chicago. Cleveland, uh, you mean. Are you talking about AAW? AAW. Okay. Uh, yeah. Gorilla Pro, right? Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Yeah, there you go. Uh, They've never imploded because, uh, to, to, to be fair to, to PWG, they won't stream or any of that shit. It takes you four months to see their stuff still. So. Right. But th- that's on them. And plus, right, a, lot of, their, is, uh, a lot of their talent won't work there now. The, the the when the Young Bucks haven't showed up, right? Yeah, but they've, I mean, come on. They've still stayed ahead. With a lot of talent. There. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give yeah. this to PWG. The reason why you and I aren't seeing it as much is because I'm not going out and buying a DVD four months after the fucking thing happened. And the problem yeah. is for them, they won't go to streaming. That's because, like I said, I, I'll say it till I die. Super Dragon is just a different beast. Well, I, I can understand that. <laughs> I to put footage out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So th- when I say they're taking time bomb, uh, you know, they have the talent. Uh, any deathmatch wrestler now, uh, you know... And, I worry about all of them, uh, and you know people need to stop being scumbaggy. There's that too. Mm. Agreed. Um, you just told me about a, a GCW guy that that has allegations. It, it's just it's it's pro wrestling right now, it, 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 and it's not any different than politics. It's not any different than Hollywood. It's not either. You're finding you're finding people get canceled left and right. You know what I mean. Uh, you can't say I like this politician or I like that politician. Uh, you can't say, uh, listen, I'm sorry about this. Oh, you didn't say it quick enough. You're canceled. John Cena cannot say I wish I was the real fucking uh, uh, peacemaker. peacemaker right now because I feel like he's needed. And they're like, you're advertising your fucking show. Fuck you, John Cena. Bullshit. He was just making a statement saying, without getting into politics, like, I wish I could help. That's what he said. He uses silly. He could have said, I wish I could be the real John Cena fighting over in Ukraine. Then they'd be like, stop plugging WWE, man. It's like you can't you can't say something without someone getting ass hurt over it. And it's it's sad at this point how how, how to run a business. How you have to worry about, well, how do I get this guy to the show? Am I running against any movies that might be out there? Is there any wrestling shows happening on the same weekend so I can't book talent? Did this guy say something mean on Twitter that I don't know about that's going to blow up before my show? That's that's what you have to think about nowadays, and that's horrible. I hear it's you. just horrible. In a roundabout way, just GCW, the bigger they get the bigger the target gets. And that's and that's with everything. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. That is how you can't... You're a WWE guy. You don't say anything about anything. Because if you do, look out. There's someone that's going to get mad. Look at what happened to Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy went out and did what WWE wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. And they had to take all his stuff off TV, off the internet, like he didn't exist. Because Fox News... Got a bug in their ass. They're like, look at this guy. He's being a leftist. That wasn't the idea. But it doesn't matter. They had to take all that shit off, and he could have been canned for that. He didn't do anything wrong, right? But here now they've learned how to make it work. Yeah. He might even got that Vince McMahon, I'm, I'm Vince McMahon, and you don't tell me how to do my job push. 
which yeah. I hope that's the case. Yeah. That's, good. that's good for business for Joe Gacy. I like Joe. Uh, but still, you know, it's just it's toxic, right. toxic environments. And the bigger you are, the more target you have. One of the reasons why I never got canceled is I never got too big. I never, you know, I never. I'm not. I'm not part of the hipster wrestling thing. It's for the best because people would find things that I've said many years ago that probably were mad about it, or yesterday. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! If, if you want to know the bodies, just come ask. I can yeah. for the right for the right price. Please, move, skip big. I can I can make some money. Uh, you know, rule number one of being canceled is you don't apologize for shit. Oh yeah. First absolutely. thing that you do is you say I'm sorry. Bullshit. Now you've said you've done something wrong. Oh, absolutely. If someone could be like, did did you did you fucking call this guy this name? Yeah, probably. But he in my defense, he was being a cunt. <laughs> So I, I apologize for swearing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I swore enough. You're, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. You're fine here. We do. We we tend to get fighting. But let's yeah. let's. We have a time restraint. I did, and I don't want to. We are this. we are past the time constraint. It's okay. So here's the thing. We got one more thing to talk about, and I think it's very important for you. To you talk know, about. I I noticed how you waited to the last minute Listen, to make excite the last thing because you know if we started with it, we wouldn't have got to AEW yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I also I also know that uh, you know from from business. From doing, from from putting a fucking card together, y- yeah. y- you leave the person you're with. It's your main event, so you're the main eventer here. Oh. So with that being said, uh, I, now that's going to go to his head, and he's going to be on oh, five, yeah, five be... segments this Saturday at the X. You can thank me for that privately, I guess. Uh, so with that being said, uh, this upcoming Saturday, five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are in the six oh seven four p.m. Door Time, it is going to be the tenth anniversary celebration. And let's get uh, the plugs out of the way for his sponsors because he's being sponsored by IBM and BAE Systems. Uh, <laughs> the, the sponsors will be happy that I plug that, right? Sunground, Sun Sun, yeah. uh, Lasher Construction. I try, uh, I, I'm just going by what your release says. Yeah, don't go buy anything I put <laughs> online. It doesn't have half the shit on there. Uh, Tanks Auto Sales. Tanks has always been the best. Uh, listen. If you're, if you're, let me get the plugs out because you're all bad. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're in the 607, please buy tickets. You can do that ahead of time and get $5 off uh, instead of buying them at the door, ExciteWrestling.com slash tickets. Also, if you are not in the 607, because we do have an audience outside, it will be live on Twitch.tv slash ExciteWrestling. That is X-C-I-T-E Wrestling on Twitch. Uh, and I'll probably even just do the host bit through uh, 607 Podcast because it tends to work out so that way it's easier for you guys to find. Uh Myself and Ken M will probably be in attendance. It depends on what kind of kickback I'm getting from this booking. <laughs> if not, I'll be in uh, PPW in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Anyways, Brother. let's talk about the card real quick, and then I gotta, and then I gotta get your your thoughts. What's going on? Uh, so announced so far. And correct me if this has changed, because God knows with cancellations, uh, we have uh, on the main card, if you will. Because uh, I do know you have some pre-show stuff as well. On the main card, we have uh, in a grudge match, Pat Sawyer versus Dante Drago. No, that's not happening. That's not happening now. Stop doing that. Okay, so do you want me not to announce any card? Because you well, have listen, no. Card? That was an old post. I've done newer posts that doesn't have that on there. I'll go. Th- let me go through. You the card. I'm going to sell the card. Okay. Okay. On. Uh, Unfortunately, was- I've seen your Facebook lives. Yeah, no, 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 we don't need to do that. Anyways, listen, I probably could have been canceled by the scientific community when I explained how chickens were involved. So, listen, uh, 
we have 10 years in the making. This is our 10-year anniversary. And I, I joke around and excite, you know. Uh, we're always the butt of the joke. I'm always the butt of the joke. You know, someone got pissed off that I put my face on the poster for Johnny Stock. The Great show poster, is named, by the way. named after me. It was done to to, to anything that has uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield on it. I'm going to put my face on it. And people ask me why. And I'm like, well, because I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of wrestling without any talent. I, I, I believe that. That's, I feel like that's the, the, the truth. Uh, somebody, you know, oh, you know, uh, people don't come for the promoter. They come for the, the wrestlers. You put your name on the poster or whatever. And I'm like, I wasn't even involved in the show. Nobody even saw me. That's not how it worked. It was, the show was named after me, but it wasn't about me, about the show. Anyways, <laughs> 10 years, it, I feel like that's uh, somewhat impressive to, to stay in business and pro wrestling, indie pro wrestling, 10 years through a pandemic through a world war, we're, we're survived, right? Uh, so this is our 10th year anniversary. Uh, March March 16th, 2012 was the first show. On that show, the first guy I booked was Steve Carino. Now, I wanted to have Steve Carino at the show on Saturday. He even wanted to do it. But anybody that seemed to see what happened with WWE backstage people... Eh, maybe not a good time to go up there and like, hey, can I go do this indie up in Binghamton? That's probably not a good idea. Uh, so what I did was I got the second best thing. I got his kid to come up. Because, you see, I tried to rewrite ECW history at Excite. I don't know if you know that. You probably know it because you were there when we were doing it. Not only did I, not only did I, did I know it, I, I filmed it. Yeah, see, uh, <laughs> I, I went to Steve and I'm like, listen, Steve, here's what I want to do. I'm going to bring in Tommy as a surprise. Uh, I was going to have you team with him. He's like, you're going to have me team with Tommy? Yeah. And I'm like, it seems like a good idea, right? And he's like, no, it doesn't seem like a good idea at all. And I'm like, what? He's like, I've never teamed with Tommy Dreamer. I'd never been on the same side of him in wrestling. And honestly, I don't really like him as a person. Legit conversation I had with Steve Carino talking about Tommy Dreamer 10 years ago. And I'm like, Well, I don't want to rewrite ECW history. He's like, ah, I'll do it. He's like, well, I'm probably going to hit him after the match. I'm like, sounds like a good idea. I can make money on this, right? Because that's what I do. So legit, does not like Tommy. We had it built. We were going to do a match in December 2012. And Steve moved to South Carolina and messed everything That's up. True. Mm. And me being the guy who just blew a boatload of money during the first four shows of that year, uh, I was like, I'm not flying anybody in. I will book Adam Cole, who will drive a weird way from, like, the Philly area so he doesn't pay tolls, and I only pay him 20 bucks trance. That's also a true story. 100%. That's insane. Uh, so we never got to do that match. And, and Steve started working with Ring of Honor and he became harder to book. And I would get him, if I was lucky, I could piggyback off a of Ring of Honor and get him in. But Dreamer wouldn't necessarily be available. So for 10 years, I've had this door open and this loop unclosed where I want to see Steve Carino fight Tommy Dreamer. Now, I'm not going to necessarily get to do that unless all of a sudden Steve wants to go wrestle again, which I don't think he does. So We'll, we'll give you some nostalgia, though, before he continues on this. There is a, there's promos from both Dreamer 
and Steve Carino that I shot. Is there really? Because I probably yeah. should put that in. You probably should put that out there. And I gotta, I'm yeah. glad that I, I, I'm that glad that I remind you, I shot both of them. As a matter of fact, the Steve Carino promo is one of my finest pieces of work. Uh, not that probably, I probably lost, by the way. I know, it sucks. It really does suck because, uh, by the way, uh, he put me over for it. And literally, my, my, my suggestion was to spin around in a chair and then spin back around in a chair. And it was a great promo. Great fucking promo. Uh, the Tommy Dreamer one, it was good. But uh, Dreamer was more interested in his phone, and then he cut, like a pro, he cut a one-taker, but it, it, it still was interesting. Either way, they don't like each other. It's legit. Now, I don't know after 10 years if they ever, you know, hashed, hashed it, it up. I don't know. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. All I know is I know Steve will probably send his kid to punch his uh, Tommy Dreamer in the face for real, because that's what pro wrestlers do. Hey. I, and I can't wait. So we I have Colby Carino versus Tommy Dreamer. That's correct. 10 years. 10 years in the making this match is... I hope they kill each other. I, I Just go out there and just kill each other. We're just talking about cancellations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd not literally kill each other. I'm talking about, you know, I mean, if they did, I got the insurance. But still, I don't think they should. Uh, so th- we got that. That's 10 years in the making. We're bringing back former Excite Wrestling heavyweight champion Matt Cross to wrestle LSG. And only the second time they've ever wrestled, and they wrestled the first time in Alaska. So nobody's ever seen it except for some Alaskans, and they all had COVID at the time. So really, they probably don't even remember it because COVID messed with your brain. So (laughs) nobody even knows that match exists. Now they get to see it live here. Uh, The Excite Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, H.C. Woke, former ECW and Ring of Honor, uh, superstar, taking on Axel Lennox, Axel Lennox, finally won the Excite Heavyweight title after 10 years of trying and then immediately lost in two minutes after. It's really sad. So now he's going to try to get his belt back. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, We've decided that's a lie. He knows. Yeah. (laughs) TJ Epics, the Excite Wrestling International Heavyweight Champion, who the lineage goes with, you know, MJF, Ethan Page, Slick Wagner Brown. Uh, who's that one guy? Uh, why am I I, I don't know that one guy. I'm blinging out. He wrestled Greg Excellent 18 times. Uh, it'll come to me in like five minutes. I, speaking of COVID brain, I never had COVID, but I have COVID brain. Okay. It's bad. All right. Uh, Anyways, the lineage is deep. Yes. He's wrestling Mike Skyros, the Moonlight Sun, live at the X. Former 2CW heavyweight champion. Former 2CW heavyweight champion. Uh, was he? He wasn't Guy Sunshine at the time, right? He was. No, he was Guy Sunshine at the time. No, he was. Mike was, he in the, was he, no, was that was that was, was when he, he he started going into the deep MMA. Oh world. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So that will be that. We had to make a a, a, a change to the match. We have now uh, to infinity and beyond. Colin Delaney and Cheech, Excite Wrestling Heavy Tag Team Champions. Uh-oh, my wife's calling me. Uh, taking on Cade and Vince Valor. They're the uh, War Wolves, I believe. That, that's, that's what you booked today, the War Wolves. Yeah, well, you know, they wanted to be two dudes with tats and beards, and that's wordy for a poster. So I got you, a, uh, Super B, Sylvia. Friend of the on, show. Yeah, friend yes, of the show. friend of the show, yep. Uh, taking on Garrett Holiday, uh, and then some more matches that we haven't announced. We have a 
uh, we have a Project X segment of the show. We we started doing a Project X. Um, she called again. She's gonna kill me. Uh, Project X. We have a school at the uh, X, and there's a lot of trainees, things like that, and uh, we're letting them wrestle. We're letting them be in front of a crowd, and we're gonna do a few of those matches because people need to see it. Right on. No, it makes sense. Obviously, you're trying to get that going off the ground. So, what better exposure than the 10th anniversary show? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We did. Uh, we did a. We did a Project X show a couple weeks back, and it went really well. And these kids are going to get a chance to be in front of a much bigger crowd, and we'll see how they do. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah. What else? Before I go and absolutely get murdered now. Well, that means we don't have to show up on Saturday to the X. Yeah, so we're cleared. Yeah, you know, my wife, for 10 years, have let me do this wrestling thing. Really, there is no exciting wrestling without my wife. She does not like pro wrestling. At all. I can and, also attest to that. Yes. That's yeah. Facts. And, uh, you know, she indulges me. She's letting me, uh, you know, she's letting me do this right now. She's yelling at me in my text. And uh, she's let Excite be. If she said close it tomorrow, it, it won't close because of the shindies. It won't close because we lost money. It will close because she told me I got to go. So, you know, she needs all the credit in the world. Uh, she'll never hear this. But I'm putting her over right now. Uh, Excite wouldn't exist for her. Uh, so there is that. I hope, that, you know, I'll gotcha. tell her that I, I, I made her seem like the, the best thing ever. She won't care. We'll, we'll back you up. Yeah, we'll back yeah, you up. No, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're old. We go to sleep. We're usually asleep by 1030. Now here we are. And, yeah, I'm going to get murdered. I got to tell you. I still got a 15-minute ride home. Okay. And that's if there's not a tree in the middle of the road well, like then, I couldn't go the other way. Let, you know? Let's just refocus, come back to the yes. show, and take it home. Buy your tickets today at ExciteWrestling.com slash tickets. Front row is sold out. You missed your chance to do that. But really, any seat at the X is a good seat. And you can get uh, only $15 a ticket right now at ExciteWrestling.com slash tickets. You can buy four, get a fifth free, which makes them $12.50 a piece. You can't even go to a movie, even a subpar Batman movie for $12.50. I threw that in just to oh, see what their reactions would Jesus. be. Here we go. All right. Heath Ledger, much better Joker than whatever I saw in that uh, jail cell. Anyways, spoilers, right? I'm supposed to do that before I say anything. Uh yeah yeah just let it go Ken just let it go I'm on I'm on a roll here such a heel I know uh you know come here support us we appreciate it ten years at some point we will sit down and have a a, a, a real talk about the ten years of the company because we did a lot of stuff in that ten years uh but this was kind of just to get a plug out there and anybody that's ever supported us then or last week or this week. You know, I really appreciate it, and uh, we joke about it, but really, I mean, a lot of us got to live little pro wrestling dreams with this company and got into the business because of this company, and I've gotten yelled at for getting people into the business for this company, and I hope we entertain people. That's that's all that matters. That's all I got. Nice, nice. Very nice way to wrap that up. Very yeah. Nice way. Very good. Very good job, Moose, and... uh it's it's been it's it makes me fooled. There you go. Uh, with that being said, excitewrestling.com 
for all for all slash tickets for ticket information for all the other information uh, don't worry about it because it's not up to date uh but uh twitch.tv slash excite wrestling x-c-i-t-e is where you can watch it if you're not in the 607 because if you're in the 607 you should be there it should be down there uh you know you can come say hi to me and ken because you know we we should be there facebook dot com slash excite wrestling it's up to date just don't scroll too far because sometimes things change you gotta fix that pinch pin post yeah that's the pin post i went to the pin i post didn't pin any post this is probably something steve did i don't know but anyways he does a lot of needless things. needless to say that's the information he also we'll try to make sure we host it on uh twitch.tv slash 607 podcast since most of the people who listen to this at least know where that is uh on top of that uh you know we'll be back next week on the twitch stream hopefully unless the power's still out i don't know if it's gonna last a week I we don't know, know. who knows right i know i don't you know I, you know lex luger could be coming in anytime i don't know yeah, who knows but with that being said, Ken Am, tell the people how to find you in the ODPH. I will make this super quick because I don't want Moose's wife to yell at me I too. I am so dead. ODPHpodcast.com for everything that is the ODPH. Uh, yeah, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, 8122productions.com. All the information is there. Keep it short and sweet. Uh, and, you know, hey, you know, we don't want Moose to die, but it, it was his own fault. He, he went long long. Listen, it was a school night. I told you. I had uh, problems with school yeah. nights. With that being said, though, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I know we weren't on Twitch for those of you who watch on Twitch, but hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast form. We'll be back on Twitch next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday night, as we usually are, except for when Mother Nature says, oh, no. Actually, uh, no, I will talk to you off air. Unfortunately, I can't make next month. Oh, see, now now he tells me after I'm plugging. Look, I'm in the room with two guys who don't know how to plug a damn thing. Damn it. You can't see it. I'm, I'm tapping the chest. We can start earlier. And Ken might not be here, but I can go until nine nine thirty seven. Okay, we can go can earlier. Is, yeah. is, is that a promise? I'll, I'll I don't, it, I don't yeah. promise anything. Listen, I might. I, <laughs> let's see how Saturday goes. I don't know. Uh, uh, let's see how tonight goes. You know, if I tell her I'm doing it again next Monday, it'll even go tell, over tell well. Her, tell her I'll wear my Hawaiian shirt on Saturday. Anyways, mm, see, I know how to throw a party. Uh, their open house, whatever it was called. Yep. it was a it was a party. But yeah, there you go. But on top of that, it was it was a very lovely birthday party for you, Moose. And I, I wore a very lovely Hawaiian shirt for you. We're, 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 we wrap it up, bro. We can That's talk it. about this next All week. All right. Anyways, with that being said, see you guys later. Uh, later, wrestling fans.
Smile I see, connect from the top ropes, one 